Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. And we are diving into the UOB third quarter results. They are the first bank after Gates reporting the numbers for this earnings season. So looking at a profit for the third quarter at 1.38 billion, that is down 1% due mainly to high allowance for credit and other losses, as well as expenses related to the acquisition of Citigroup's Malaysia, Thailand and Vietnam consumer banking business. Is this a good sign and what's in store for the rest of the year and ahead? So let's check in now with Jun Rong. He is the market analyst at IG. Good morning, Jun Rong. Hi, good morning, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Hey, great having you on to help us crunch the numbers. So first impressions, Jun Rong, how does it align with your expectations? Yes, so I think currently the bank's uh, revenue or uh, rather total income kind of increased uh, 8% year on year. But as you mentioned, I think a uh, net profit is slightly uh, lower, 1% drop from a year earlier. And this is actually lower than the estimates of uh, 1.46 billion. So it actually only turned in 1.38 billion. Mm-hmm. And of course, when breaking it down, other than the one-off integration uh, expenses, there's also a further build-up in loan loss allowance. So that seems to be a further follow-through from the initial build-up in the second quarter that we have seen in 2023. So some form of caution around our prevailing uh, economic risk, largely in line with the CEO comment, right? You mentioned that the macroeconomic environment could remain bumpy but otherwise you know there's still some positive tone coming out from management kind of providing some reassurances that at least the outlook for the ASEAN region is still sort of holding up amid the uncertainty so these are the key takeaways yeah a couple of things to unpack let's start with what's going on with the allowances they are setting aside which typically is what banks do when they see you know trouble ahead they might need to set aside more money for potential defaults so on that front we are seeing a bit of buffer being set aside and increase looking at the latest quarter. What do you see going forwards? Is this likely to continue as we see the global economy going through a bit of a sluggish time? Yes, so uh, definitely you can see that the banks are sort of taking on a more defensive approach, especially over the past two quarters where we are really seeing a further build-up in terms of this loan loss allowance as compared to the previous year itself, largely because potentially the bank foresee more economic risk moving forward. So this does reflect some form of a caution and uh, looking at the recent guidance from the UOB management. They have also mentioned that allowances may further increase next year. So I think the overall growth rate is expected to sort of linger for longer. Moving into next year, there is also this risk that, you know, more loan allowance may have to be allocated, which comes at the expense of a profit. Yeah, and talking about profitability, we've got the net interest margins in focus. We are in a pretty elevated interest rate environment, but it does look like NIMS are moderating. Right now, I'm looking at 2.09%. That is for the third quarter. In the second quarter, it was 2.12%. So it's been steadily drifting lower. What do you make of this trend? Yes, so I think overall for the net interest margin-wise, we have likely seen a peak. Uh, If you look at the trend over the four quarters, it has been on this softening trend. But the pace of moderation, I would say, is still rather gradual. I think if you look at Singapore benchmark and lending rates, it's still currently staying at elevated levels. And we are still looking at some additional uh, repricing of loans. So that helps to sort of underpin if the net interest margins moving forward. 
and also, you know, looking at the bank's guidance, projection from the banks is that margin is expected to stay at current levels for 2024. So that really provides some form of a reassurances that the overall outlook for net interest income may continue to deliver some uh, resilience, even though that, you know, we have uh, most likely seen its peak in terms of its uh, net interest uh, margin. Yeah, also in focus is what's playing out in China. So in terms of exposure to China, how much should we be worried about when it comes to UOB? Yes, so I think when uh, management is guiding for this uh, economic growth risk, uh, definitely China will come into play. I think uh, looking at the economic conditions on that front is still not matching up to expectations, even though we are seeing some early signs of a a stabilization in terms of uh, economic conditions. But broader view-wise, I think the economic conditions are still sort of being shaky. It still carries a lot of uncertainty, especially over the uh, property sector, where, you know, we didn't really see much of a clear resolution at the current moment. So it really boils down to, you know, how much further can the recent quantitative policy measures really help to support our conditions. And uh, over moving into uh, next year, it does seem that, you know, it could still remain a black box. And that is why, you know, some of the banks uh, could continue to remain uh, more cautious on that front. If you want to dig into it a bit deeper, it's on page 21 of their slides. About 1% of group loans exposed to Chinese real estate developers. That's about $2.8 billion. And looking at the price of the stock UOB, we've been seeing it lag to some extent year-to-date versus its peers at least, and also against the STI. What's your view on how attractive it is right now mm. for the UOB stock price? Yes, so I think uh, valuation-wise, if we take a look at the price-to-book uh, ratio, I think uh, UOB seems to be the cheapest out of all three local banks, looking at the lowest uh, price-to-book uh, valuation on that front. Uh, dividend yield is around 5.8%, which I would say is uh, really quite attractive if you are willing to sort of weather the prevailing economic risk, especially over the longer term. Uh, DBS dividend yield is at 5.1%, OCBC at 6.2%. So I would say that UOB actually provides somewhat of a middle ground where definitely it has some uh, growth catalyst coming from its recent uh, acquisition mm. of uh, Citigroup's uh, consumer banking businesses. And it also offers quite a very uh, decent uh, payout among uh, all three local banks. Yeah, maybe some short-term pain before we see some longer term gains when it comes to the acquisition for now the expenses eating into its bottom line we've been chatting with Jun Rong he is the market analyst at IG Jung thank you for your time this morning thank you Ryan alright stay Money FM 89.3 before acting on the information on Money FM please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.